Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is Lou Stokes. She is a style and confidence coach based out of Madrid. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today on Women Developing Brilliance. Thank you so much, Casey, for having me here. I'm really excited to be sharing with you today. Oh, that's awesome. So Lou, tell us a little bit about your background. I read in your bio that you had worked for Hugo Boss and that you kind of are this style expert, but I also want to see your take on it. So bring us back to kind of the origin of your story. Okay. Yes. So I worked at Hugo Boss in around 2010, if I remember correctly, time flies by so quickly. And I'd worked in fashion in fact, most of my 20s, um, also at university, I, you know, I worked in stores as like a, a part-time job to help me get through my studies. And it's always been, it is and it was like a real passion of mine. It wasn't until I was working with Hugo Boss for about three years um, that I... Um, realized I needed to take some time out because I'd actually previous to that suffered from an eating disorder. And I mean, it wasn't working there that gave me the eating disorder, but it came to the point where I, f I felt like I needed to take space because even though I'd started to recover from my eating disorder and I was eating, I was much healthier the mental um, part of it was still, still needed to be worked on, basically. I still needed to go on a deeper self-discovery journey. So I decided to um, leave and take some time out. And that in the midst of all that is, was when I started to practice yoga, which helped me to come to the realization that I actually needed to take some time out. So I decided to um, do yoga teacher training and I packed my bags within six months of leaving Hugo Boss. I'd, I'd gone to therapy and, and, and I packed my bags and decided that it was time to, you know, take a change. It was right actually when I hit 30 and I left everything behind. I sold you know, the, the bits and pieces that I had as all my belongings. Wow. Yeah. And I, off I went on, on this journey and I didn't really have a plan. All I knew I was going to go to um, Buffalo, New York to study um, a yoga, um, hot yoga, in fact, for, for a month. And then well, my plan was actually to go to Costa Rica, but that changed and I ended up in Australia. Yeah, and so I stayed. In, <laughs> so I stayed in Australia for a year, where I basically, I mean, it was fantastic. I lived in um, a small village on the coast, on the Sunshine Coast, actually, just about two hours from Brisbane. And it was funny how I ended up in this place because I had no intention of. Well, I didn't even think I was going to go to Australia, and and that's where I, the universe took me. 
And, you know, I'm, I've always been a city girl. I'm very much, I love urban lifestyle. And all of a sudden I find myself in this small village on the coast. And it actually was probably one of the most enriching years of my life because mm. there was nothing really to do. As in, there was no like bars or, or um, shops really, or, I mean, there were activities going on, but it was very much um, geared towards nature. Mm-hmm. It was, it was and is a very holistic place. And so I feel very blessed that I ended up there because I obviously ended up where I was meant to be. A hundred percent. And you were open to it. I love the fact that you were just kind of like following the next step and then the next right step and the next right step. And really, I think a lot of times when there are these like life changing moments, we expect sometimes for like this really clear direction. And sometimes there really isn't really clear direction, especially when you're in the middle of it. I'm very curious when you were experiencing those times um, other than yoga, like what other kind of practices gave you clarity and gave you the confidence to even move into the entrepreneurial space? So meditation was a massive part of going inward and also learning to care about myself, mm. learning, you know, how to nourish myself not just um with food but also the people I surround myself with um what makes me or say what makes me come alive or what depletes my energy I, I I became much more in tune because of the meditation and the yoga mm. so I really got to understand myself more in in in, in the respect was in the fact of, of realizing what makes me feel good and what doesn't and being okay with that. Um, journaling has been a huge um, part of my journey writing. Um, I actually published a book in 2013, which talks about my journey with an eating disorder. And that book I wrote in Australia because I gave myself that space to sit and going would to be able to then share that part of my story with um with others so i do yeah i do believe that journaling and writing is so so powerful absolutely cool i can't wait to read that book that's really exciting (laughs) i know i'm sure it was a cathartic process um what kind of feedback have you gotten from from that um from that publishing so a lot of people that have written to me after reading it have um a lot of people relate to it even if they haven't suffered from an eating disorder but you know 97 percent of women suffer from negative thoughts each day about their body and their body image so a lot of the people that have read it even if they've never thought of or never had an eating disorder or never thought that they might have negative thoughts towards themselves and their body have definitely given me feedback of I really relate to that and this and and certain things I talk about in the book and and in the book I give I give people space to digest whatever I'm saying and how they can relate to I don't tell people how it should be or you know I I just say my experience and 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 give people the the space to reflect on that 
That's awesome. Everyone processes it differently. I love the fact that, that you said that. That's, that's amazing. At what point in your process, because it sounds like there was this healing uh, time, and then you reemerged as kind of like the style expert, but then also bringing in self-love. I know that that is a big part of your philosophy and your mission. Could you talk to us a little bit about when that started and, and how you started seeing a change in the people that were coming to you for that service? Okay, so finally, when I decided that my you know, backpacking time, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I decided that it was time to come to an end. Or in fact, it was kind of it was kind of a natural process that evolved. So it was really interesting. I left Australia because my visa couldn't be renewed and ended up in Asia and then back to Europe. And I got back to Europe and it took me a while to kind of settle back in and, and I was teaching yoga and, and I was enjoying it, but I felt like there was something missing. Mm. And so I started to, you know, explore again the fashion industry and and looking at ways in which I could join the dots. And I, you know, it would always been a dream of mine to be a stylist and and my friends would often or often come to me for advice or help. Should I wear this? Should I wear that? I've got an event. Can you help me? Can I borrow something? What do you think? And so I decided, okay, I'm going to venture into personal styling. So I started to do that and I created my styling agency, the Style Editors. And throughout the time working with various different clients from all different walks of life, especially women, I realized that there's a common thread. And that was that there was a lack of confidence, a lack of self-love, um, most of the women would say, I can't wear that because of this. Mm-hmm. Or that oh my has- gosh, that's such a common statement. Oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and they'd all internalized rules, style rules of what they could and couldn't wear for whatever reason. Not necessarily anyone had ever told them that, but it was something that they'd internalized. And I started to understand how my journey through healing and style could actually help these women. And it felt like that just styling them on the outside wasn't fulfilling me as much as helping them to empower themselves from the inside out. So, so working on the base, the foundation through a process and then on their wardrobe and their style. Incredible. I love the integrated approach. I love that you brought your own personal experience from the healing journey to your work. And that's where you're going to find sustainable change because it's really not about the accessories that you put on top of yourself. So I really, I love that. One, you're amazing at it. Like I was just looking through your Instagram feed and I was like, damn girl, like this is incredible, you know, and you have quite a following. Like at this time of the recording, you have like over 8,700 followers on Instagram. So tell us a little bit about like um, how you curate your feed and like what it means to you, the kind of message that you're communicating through your visuals. So for me, I mean, obviously Instagram is very much about the visual, but I really believe, especially in this day and age, that 
people want more authenticity. And so it is really nice to see someone looking, you know, nice in a beautiful dress or whatever, or, you know, we, our eyes are caught by beautiful images. But having said that, for me, it's really important that I'm intentional with it because that's what feels right to me. And if I'm helping women to empower themselves, then I want to be also showing that and portraying that through um, social media. So it is all about having an authentic message and sharing not just the good stuff, but also you know, the struggles that I've had that other women can relate to, especially with body dysmorphia. And I mean, not just the whole body image, but also how we feel about style, you know, because I've had some women say, well, I don't care about that. But there is something deeper going on than you don't just care. You don't really care about that. You know, who doesn't? That's information, right? (laughs) Yeah. As a coach, that's really good information when there is that kind of like blase fair about something, especially when it is personal image. So yeah, keep going. Yeah. So I, for me, it's important that my message is authentic. It comes from a place of integrity and to share with other women and to also help people just women to see that they're not alone because I know for me in some of my darkest moments I felt very alone which is what actually led me to create a Facebook community because I think if at that time I've I'd have had more people around me to support me maybe things would have been well I know things would have been a lot easier um and I really do believe that there's such a link between self-love and style and I even now some days, you know, no one's perfect. We all have our off days. Even now I can feel if I'm not having a particularly good day, it reflects in what I choose to wear that day and vice versa. A hundred percent. When I go back through and I look at like times where, you know, I was blue or whatever, it's like almost always was wearing gray and black, you know, like it was amazing. It's really interesting how you, um, you really, how your feeling is reflected and, and how you're showing up in the world and how you're showing up for yourself as well. I'm curious because in the space of body image and self-love and self-acceptance, uh, do you find kind of barriers from people that are kind of like entering your world when they see you as an expert, but also as this beautiful, tall, thin, blonde who looks like a model, right? (laughs) So until you dive deeper into your story that this was a journey and you had to heal to actually get where you are, when you just look at your amazing photos, it's, do you find that sometimes there's like a a prejudice or a prejudgment of like, I don't know, how would she know she looks like a model? You know, yeah, I, I mean, well, and, and, and to be honest, we never know what was going on on the inside of something. They, their life may look perfect. They may have the perfect body. They may have the perfect whatever, but that doesn't mean to say that they're happy. And I think for me, it's important as well to, you know, God gave me the figure I've got. I'm lucky. My parent, I've got good genes. Um, 
I'm, you know, I'm grateful for that and I feel blessed, but it doesn't mean to say that life's any easier. Absolutely. Um, and I think that there is a lot of misconception with that. Oh, look at her. She, it's all right for her. She's skinny or she's whatever, you know? Sure. Um, and so I think also for me as well, that is something else that, um, I want to share with, with my audience is that looking supposedly perfect, which doesn't exist, but you know, looking supposedly perfect doesn't mean that you feel good about yourself because I think as well, like I said before, 97% of women have negative thoughts about themselves and their body every day. That's like, incredible. I mean, yeah. Incredible. I think that women are conditioned to constantly be criticizing themselves it is changing. I mean, the media is changing a lot. We've still got a long way to go, but you know, there's always like, I mean, even with style, they, they base it around a certain shape of a body and you do this to make your shape look like this one. Again, we're putting uh, women in a box and conditioning them to have this supposed perfect shape, which. And if you're not that, you know, then there's all these other um, preconceived notions. So why do you think that women are many women? I won't make a generalization so hugely, but why do you think that many women are so driven for perfection, like the perfect house, the perfect car, the perfect body, the perfect partner? What do you think is internal that drives many of us towards perfectionism? I think one of the biggest things is media. I really think that the media has a huge impact on us. Even if we don't really look at, for example, fashion magazines or whatever, but we're constantly being told that we have to be perfect. I have friends that are mums. They struggle with being the perfect mum. It's like, there's this, I don't know. It's like, there's this underlying, um, What's the word of it? This underlying um, searching. Like we've been programmed to look outside of ourselves and this goes for men and women. And I think we're programmed to look outside. So then we think there's something wrong with us. So we're not perfect. So then we search for the perfect house. Something, partner. yes. The perfect external thing. Yeah, that's yeah. really, really astute. Absolutely. How do you help people navigate through that? Like, do you have some tips that you can share with the listeners if they're struggling with that? You know, if they're trying to kind of find what lights them up, if they're trying to get into alignment, if they're, you know, maybe all of the above, you know, struggling with um, not fitting into that perfect box. Um, what could you share that could maybe just gently get them started on this path? Because it sounds like it's a definite layered process, but just dipping their toe in, I uh, would love it if you could share some tips. Yeah, for sure. So for me, some of the, well, the most fundamental things to do are one, to cultivate a relationship with yourself. Um, this is vital to our well-being because if we, can't love and accept ourselves it's impossible to love and accept anyone else so to cultivate a loving relationship with yourself I highly recommend meditation journaling 
getting to know yourself and knowing what feels good to you and what doesn't. So tuning in, like tapping in when someone's listening to this and they're thinking, okay, cultivate a loving relationship with myself. So the meditation is a tool to do that and journaling. So you can kind of self-reflect, kind of go inward is another tool. Um, So for someone who's maybe never even thought of that, like almost as cultivating a new relationship, even though like we take us with us wherever we go. This whole new mindfulness is sometimes very new for people. And I think probably more so for people that do struggle with an, an eating disorder because there's a there's a disconnect and a lack of embodiment piece yeah. to it, but then also the perfectionism piece. So dig a little deeper in that. I think especially for people where this may be new, you know, where it's like, okay, so journaling, I just open up like a white piece of paper and like, then what? Like, then what? <laughs> So I often, when I work with clients, I ask them to list five things that they love about themselves. Um, List five things they love about themselves physically and then um, five traits, qualities that they have. Um, I also ask them, this is a really nice exercise. It's intense, but I also, also ask to write them a thank you letter to themselves and to their body, thanking them for all, you know, all that they do for themselves and that their body does for them. Because I think when we go into gratitude and appreciation mode, that is hugely, it's a huge transformation. Once we start to thank ourselves, especially our body, because we, we treat, we don't treat ourselves very nicely. And so when we can learn to use gratitude actually thank our body for how it digests foods, for how our heart pumps blood around our bodies, like how our organs all work together so that we're in harmony. I mean, do we really ever think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you shared that exercise. I actually did that exercise in Colorado. Um, I was at a conference from the Institute for the Psychology of Eating, and that was one of the group exercises. And oh my God, was it powerful. I mean, so much stuff came up. It was like, whoa, where is this coming from? It was incredible. It really was incredible. And I think, you know, understanding if you're going through that for the very first time, that there's a fragility to that because you're unearthing some things that maybe you weren't even aware that you had those in your in your tissues so i love that you offer that support for people because sometimes going that journey alone you can be confronted with some pretty dark demons you know that you really do need an outside support system and a guide that's exactly what a coach is is a mentor who's been where you've been and knows how to gently help you along the journey so you can self-transform. So I love the work that you're doing. I think it's incredible. And I do want to say like when people are embarking on this self-discovery and self-love, don't be afraid to reach out for support. And whether that is professional support, like someone like you or a trusted bestie, because you Mm. probably need some support, you know, going through this, it's not all butterflies and rainbows. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think as well, community is so important, like I mentioned before. Um, to have yes, Talk to me about your Facebook group. I know you have self-love sisterhood. So tell me a little bit about the benefits of becoming a part of your community. So basically, like I mentioned before, I wanted to create a sacred space for women to be out to talk about these things. Um, 
and feel safe, feel like they're in a safe environment to be able to open up. Um, so in there, I talk a lot about self-love. You know, I often give little exercises. I go in there live and give tips, you know, of my own personal journey and experience. I also like to give questions so that the people in the groups start to think about things and reflect. And if they awesome. want to share, that's amazing. If not, of course, there's no obligation, but it's just to kind of start a conversation around these issues that not that many people talk about. Um, and just I like that. I like also the fact, Lou, that um, you've made it, um, you know, a, a private Facebook group because people can feel very comfortable sharing that, like you said, it's a sacred space. I'm sure you have like confidentiality, like, yeah you know, set up in there. And so I think that that's really awesome because you don't get that on Instagram and you really don't even get that on a Facebook business page. There is a next level of support that comes with a group. Have you found that to be the case as well? Yeah, I, in the group, people are much more open because they know I don't let anyone in there. I, I look first just because, you know, we have to be careful on social media too. Um, so it's important for me that, you know, it's kept as a sacred space. And I have definitely noticed, for example, in the community that people are starting to open up more. And when one person does and someone else will comment, and so it's very nice. Whereas in, in Instagram, it's not so much, it's not so open and vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So on the solopreneur journey, what's one thing that you wish you knew before you started out? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't happen overnight. Amen. <laughs> but having said that, it's really interesting because for me, it's just another, it's kind of, how can I put this? So when I was on my healing journey, I was evolving. And now I feel like the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey is like another part of the evolvement process. Cause I really feel like it's a spiritual journey. It is. It's tough at times. And sometimes you're like, why am I doing this? Um, but then there's other moments where it's like, I wouldn't wish it to be any other way. And the people you meet, um, along the journey is a huge part of this as well. Again, support groups, community, and just meeting so many different inspiring women and men as you know, which also keeps you going, keeps you motivated. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't wish for it to be another way. I just think that it's all about showing up every single day, even if it's just a little bit, but just keep showing up and a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I, I share that same philosophy and um, that same way of doing business. Uh, for me, spirituality is at the heart of what I do. And I completely agree with mm. you that this solopreneur journey, it, I've said it before, but it's, it's really how I feel that it tests us in ways that we never thought possible. <laughs> You know, yes. and, and these challenges and obstacles, they go deep because it's truly at the heart of our persona. 
You know, yeah. it's like our brand as a solopreneur is a reflection of who we are. And so any of the, any of the gremlins that come up, they're going to start eating away all of those um, self-doubts, insecurities, and fear, you know, that, that you see show up with people trying to style. They show up in us trying to put ourselves out there as female entrepreneurs. And so I really think it's a tremendous opportunity to know ourselves in a deeper way and to mm -hmm. every single day continue that self-love practice, right? Because yeah. we have to be compassionate with ourselves. Like if we didn't get our to-do list done, we have to show self-compassion. If we have to set some boundaries up, that's another form of self-compassion so we don't burn out. That's another huge thing is you know, conducting business in a way that lights us up, but also doesn't burn us out. Like you want some light, you want some flair, but you don't want so much flair that you're like blazing the trail and burning <laughs> yourself out, you know, <laughs> just to yeah. use a bunch of fire metaphors, but absolutely. Like, so yeah, you and I very much share that. And mm -hmm. um, I know that I met you through a writing group. And so I uh, really consider myself lucky to have crossed paths with you. And the same thing that you were saying about building community, having a network of like-minded, open-hearted, and kind of spiritual driven um, entrepreneurs on this with you, it makes all the difference in the world. It gives you that fuel to keep going and to also feel like you're not alone. So how can people learn more about you and what you do? Um, what's the best way to get a hold of you? So um, obviously I'm on Instagram by Lou Stokes and I have my self-love sisterhood group. So if anyone would like to join that, of course they're welcome. I also have a website. I'm on the coach space. Awesome. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that. I saw that you were one of their hand-picked coaches. I also read your blog today, which I absolutely loved and I'll share those links into the show notes. Talk to us a little bit about being a coach on coach space. Okay. So the coach space is kind of, I would say like a boutique agency. I don't know if I'll, that's the correct word, but it's like this place where um, Gabrielle, the, the founder, she's basically selected different coaches that have a different approach and a different um, vehicle to coaching. So there's one lady on there that does um, interior design and coaching. So it's kind of similar to me. So she uses interior interiors um, to dig deep. Nice. Um, and then there's someone like Monira, who we both know, who works with global citizens, who's doing amazing things. Um, there's some another lady that helps you to become debt-free and set up a business um, that sets your soul on fire. So there's there's about nine of us, eight or nine of us on there, and we're all very different which is very nice too, because, you know, whoever looks on there has got, like can choose whoever they relate to or whatever they're needing. So it's, you know, it's an interesting space to be in. And I love it. Nice I love the consortium aspect of it and that it just, you know, it's, it's again, like-minded people under one yeah. umbrella. So yeah, that's so cool. I'll definitely share the links in the show notes for sure. And then I know you shared some great tips, but if you could leave us with some parting words of wisdom, what would they be? I think consistency mm. and, and just taking each day as it comes step by step. Cause I've really, I look back now and I can't believe, you know, how my life has changed from when I was deep in an eating disorder 
you know, it's like, wow, like things do change and you just have to put one foot in front of the other. And, you know, it's like action, like taking action step by step. Yes. Hmm. That's amazing. hundred percent. And, you know, it's so interesting because I think that, you know, our mind sometimes discredits the simple, but it is the most profound just knowing that, like, even if you just type that up and put it on like your bulletin board or your whiteboard, you right. know, that it is a journey and it's a step-by-step -step process and you will get there. Just consistently show up. I love it. Like that could be life-changing, just that one sentence. So awesome. 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 Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Lou. I know that we're going to continue to walk side by side on this solo yes. journey. <laughs> self-discovery and spirituality. I wish you all the very best and I can't wait to share this episode with the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome. See you later. See you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast and I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.